Well, folks, it's another cold, blistering 16 degrees outside, and I'm sitting here at the Burnt Tarask Inn at the bar. Joining me today is someone I found outside of TGIF Fridays uh, one day. Their name is actually Shrimp Krill. Shrimp, say hello to the wonderful folks. Hello, hello. Uh, you don't need to know what I was doing behind that TGI Fridays. That body was not mine. Uh, plausible deniability. You can ask my lawyers. Don't don't worry. They'll never find it. I'm on your side. <laughs> find what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, hey there, folks. Uh, this is Alex today. And Trip Krill is actually a member of the Ruinous Fools, as well as one of my personal, uh, I'd actually say, oldest players in any of my D&D group. Shrimp, I think we've known each other for, what, three years now? Uh, I think it was a little bit longer because uh, it was about five-ish years that I was in college. And I think I uh, started in our group, in our first group uh, halfway into my first year. So, yeah, three, four, five I, I'm not very good with time. We have known each other for a definite amount of time, but the time does not matter. A definite amount of time that was more than, uh, that was definitely the run of a certain presidency. There we go. That's a good answer. Who's, who's going to be? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> um, so Shrimp, you've been playing in my campaigns for about, yeah, about, about a president, we'll say a term, you've been playing in my in my campaigns for a term as your uh your dm elect i've been start i've been studying under the 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 trico master yes i've got my degree in uh drow economics it's not great there's a whole lot of blood there's a lot of blood and a lot of failed checks behind that statement too listen <laughs> You can only get pounded in with a space hammer so many times. Wait, wait, let's see. You've been smacked around with space hammers. You've, as Percy, I think you've been lit on fire once or twice. And then as... Yeah, which hasn't been great for his skin. <laughs> his skin looks marvelous. The The slime he oozes, just radiant in the sunshine. Radiant and also really putrid, just because you gotta kind of peel it off after all those burns. It's kind of like a face mask, actually. It's moisturizing, and uh, it does a lot of good things for your skin, but it also kind of makes you look like you're covered in snot. Wait, so is Percy... Which I'm sure is a look for some people. <laughs> does this imply that Percy is just, like, in a permanent state of, like, moisturizing himself? Uh, yeah, he oozes moisturizer. Ladies. He's very, he's very fashion forward. Ladies, remember, if you're looking for the new skin, skin, skincare treatment, Percy L. Because you're worth it. Percy L. Uh, so, you know, that would be kind of interesting, like uh, a bunch of tieflings specifically bred for a specific trait. Almost like a wild game, like people hunting uh, rhinos and elephants for like their ivory, except, you know, you're trying to squeeze their skin <laughs> or something. So, so the tieflings who were born, I don't, I don't, I'm sure Dandy has it somewhere underneath like a demonic lord who's like obsessed with alcohol. Do they just ooze booze the entire time? 
would they? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like <laughs> like it's like the elixir of life. It would be crazy if they wouldn't. <laughs> they don't find out until it's like, oh, what a wonderful baby. Your baby looks kind of drunk. Oh God, you just you just like give it out, don't you? <laughs> oh man, oh oh God, you you smell like you smell like a tavern, man. <laughs> Oh no, he smells like his father. Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the real story of how... Uh, Just kidding, he comes from a wonderful home. Wonderful home, safe home of paladins. Paladins who d- definitely yeah. are not, you know, accused of having a tiefling child or anything. Yep, yep. Totally normal. Anyways. <laughs> uh, the real story of how me and Shrimp met actually... um. I met Shrimp on a Discord server for a very niche fandom out there. And most people who listen to this, I reckon, or who come across this won't know what the fandom is. But it's Homestuck, actually, is how we met. Or Fast Error. (laughs) It's always burning. Um, And for our listeners who don't know what Homestuck is, okay, imagine 4chan. You'll never know. You'll never know. You, you just put it in the tr- you put it in the trash. You cover it in gray paint. You <laughs> give it a clown. Maybe pour some Fago in there. Cover it in gummy bears, not gummy bears. You cover it in gushers, <laughs> and then you just say uh, "fuck" a whole lot. And that's homestuck. And then a strange man comes out and tries to marry you, and then you punch him in the face. <laughs> you just make a Vriska reference. Maybe. <laughs> I've always interpreted Homestuck as it's just it's 4chan, Tumblr, a motion webcomic, and for some reason Nicolas Cage all had drunky late night sex, and that was the resulting child was Homestuck. You forgot Rufio. Oh yeah, and Rufio. Rufio was in there too. Nicolas Cage went down on Rufio. Oh, I fucking I hate. I don't even. I can't remember why I got into the Homestuck <laughs> Phantom. Now that you mention it, I remember because uh, middle school fascination and children saying the fuck. Oh word. yeah, true. And also the music. The music was really good. It also did a lot of stuff that you didn't really see in web comics or comic. Well, I mean, if you were like a regular comic reader or someone like me, that it's like, oh, I like anime, I like manga. What's this weird internet thing? And then you just like, oh, you find like this really vibrant little comic. It's got like little mini games that you go around and look at story. That's essentially like a visual novel. And it's got uh, flash animations and interesting characters that you really hadn't seen before, but you'd known maybe in your real life. That it's like, oh, this is cool. I'm gonna put the next few years uh, into putting energy into this and thought and reading a whole bunch of theories uh, over this one comic about children uh, killing a universe. And then you get the Homestuck 2 and it's like a literal dumpster fire. Yeah. We don't need to talk about Homestuck 2. Homestuck proper had... Uh, a, a bit more interesting fan sequel that fan sequel eh, fan spinoff that's specifically around uh, a certain 
alien race that was very popular in the Homestuck fandom. Vast Era is a very good comic and you should read it. Highly recommend it. It's got a lot of the... Yeah, and it's got a lot of the uh, artists that originally started in Homestuck and made their own webcomics as well. Uh, I don't know. It's very interesting read. It has its own music and it has... I mean, a few visual novels of its own that kind of started the trend of... It's one of the things that started the trend on, like, Hive Bent and Friendism and stuff like that. Which... But, yeah. <laughs> which, for folks out there, uh, you might see Friendsim actually floating around the Steam store. That's probably the biggest exposure you'll get of uh, Homestuck in, like, main media. Is they, your, There are two video games they got. Yeah. They've got the... Uh, Hive Swap, which was their uh, prequel, their squeakle that came uh, 20 years before the events of Homestuck proper, and uh, you've got Fransim, which is a, a mid-prequel, a one and a half that gives you the characters. It takes the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> route where you're not quite sure sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we don't need to talk about kingdom hearts either no we do not <laughs> kingdom hearts is just final fantasy anime homestuck <laughs> uh, so shrimp since we've been playing together for so long there's a question i want to ask you what, what out of out of all your characters you've made like throughout every campaign i know most people will ask like who is your favorite i have to ask which character do you kind of wish you had a chance to like revamp if you could go back? To revamp, or are you kind of like just all of them had something? I don't know. I've all of them had. I I'd say all of them had something that I'd like to bring back. But Percy, I fumbled with because he was used in two different campaigns, and in one he was very different than the other. And the first, uh, the first time I tried to play him off as like, like an actually innocent person, like oh he's actually trying to help and he's trying to be, uh, sweet and like, I guess, what people that look up weird fetish things about clerics think clerics are. <laughs> Just like, but have the twist that he's like extremely demonic and klutzy and absolutely will tear your face off and then percy after that just became uh the world's most obnoxious camp counselor that <laughs> think he's all that thinks he's always right he's the camp counselor <laughs> he is the camp counselor. he's the first one to get killed in a friday the 13th film <laughs> i'm not so sure because he's very by the book i don't think he would uh Fraterner, fraternize in the way that might get him murdered by by a Jason. Oh yeah, the room. I forgot the uh, the rule of slasher films. Unless you do the deed, you're safe. Yes, absolutely. He's gonna be. Yeah, he's gonna be the last girl. He's gonna be running away, uh, sloshing in like uh, lake juices, <laughs> festering somewhere. <laughs> um 
out of all your characters, then I have to ask uh, another question. Which one would you say is your favorite? Like, top, like, number one, like, ride or die character? Ride or die? Uh, I miss Ku- I miss Kuvit, yo. I miss her. They're great. Uh, they had, like, their own little microcosm story behind them, and I'd wish I could have uh, brought, like, their ancestors and stuff into it. And I liked how many times they just sort of exploded. And <laughs> <laughs> they did, they exploded a lot. They to love them because uh, they wanted to continue continue learning despite that. <laughs> that was a fun campaign. Now that you mention it, and I do remember Kuvit. Yeah, I had a lot of plans for Kuvit. Like the jailbreak. Ah, oh, I forgot about that one. I miss making purple. I miss making purple. I think I remember purple. He was pretty much a prison pimp. Yeah. <laughs> it was a prison pimp. Uh, my, my blood cleric. No, it's, you know, thinking about it, because Starfinder, I guess, I haven't really had the chance to play a real cleric class. Uh, I've been sort of putting myself in the, in the operative hole and staying there. Um, I made this hole. I done it. <laughs> it's my... But I do kind of miss I do kind of miss the security that comes with uh being a cleric, uh having both like the, the healing spells. Well, no, I used to be kind of squishy, but uh I still liked the versatility that they had. Oh, especially in fifth edition, because there's just so much you can do with them. There's let's see. Yeah, I mean you can build them to be There's a couple of times that I would Sorry, <laughs> we have a bad habit of doing this. Uh, you go ahead. Yeah, interrupting each other. No, no, no. I was just thinking because uh, I think there was at some point I'd planned another. Uh, what is it? Uh, the cl- an order, a law cleric, or something like that. That uh, uh, they were basically gonna be like uh, the Inuyasha thing. Uh, say sit and they immediately fall to the floor a whole lot <laughs> just sort of like bratty princess <laughs> that thinks that uh, their word is law I am the law <laughs> so in, so Japanese samurai meets uh, Judge Dredd kind of uh, yeah like uh, Maho Shoujo Robocop <laughs> with magical girl powers sprinkled in there for good dosage Yes. You, you, do you do you still want to play a magical girl campaign? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I need it in my bones. I miss magical girls. I miss having magical girl shows that I'm interested in. Actually, uh, well, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I heard that uh, there's this one anime coming up that's uh. What is it? Egg. Egg. I can't remember right off. I can't remember it off the head, off the top of my head. Like Wonder Egg uh, Priority. That's what it was. Uh, that it does have sort of the the shoujo seinen kind of feel to it. Very Ikuhara esque. If I were to be snobby. <laughs> you. Shrimp, I'm convinced that you are one of those people who walks around and you ask people sometimes, have you watched Legends of the Galactic Guardians? No? 
well, what kind of anime fan are you? <laughs> if you if you come up to me and you say you haven't uh, watched Utena and the movie, then I will brain you. I will beat you within an inch of your life. That's why I'm really glad we're sitting at opposite ends of the uh, bar top right now, because I have not seen those. <laughs> What? You haven't seen Utena or Adolescence of Utena? Nope. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll let you in on, on one thing. It's uh, it's anime about swords and girls that like other girls and a very, a very bad relationship that is in the very center of the whole anime and it is technically about that relationship but everybody uh willingly ignores it because it sucks so i'm just imagining them and not and not for and not and not for the reason like oh they ignore it because not because it's like oh it's just annoying and petty or something like that it's it's a very big part of the plot and everybody hates what goes on there (laughs) it's What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, it sounds like you just described domestic girlfriend met kind of like blue. I don't know what domestic girlfriend <laughs> is other than I know that. <laughs> <laughs> there are anime booby pillows of them. So, Shrimp, I have another question for you. What What is your thought process like when you go into like making a character? for Starfinder or D&D or anything in general? Like, what's usually, like, your, like, thought process? Where do you start at? Well, I'll, I'll come at it from a couple different angles. First, I'll think... Usually, first, I'm gonna think, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to play this character. And I sit myself down and say, okay, you're reading all this. It looks very interesting. You're gonna have to play this character. You gotta remember that. <laughs> and, uh... When I first start out, it's usually from, like, a weird little character doodle. Either it's, like, a little mini description or an ideal I have in my head. Like, uh, with uh, Yokwa, uh, the first thing that came to mind was, like, I saw this one image of the Kalo where he's got, like, this odd, like, pill-shaped head. And uh, his eyes are glowing in, like, the murky water inside of his uh, bubble. And I thought, this guy's, he's, like, kind of, even though he looks armored, like, on his chest and he's got this big gun, he's kind of got a lot of weaknesses to him because he doesn't really have a lot of protection on his, uh, like, wings, his water wings. Uh, he's got these kind of awkward feet. So I thought, like, you know, maybe this is a kind of character that might not want to show themselves a whole lot. Uh, So, like, when I was looking for things in the operative, the first thing I thought, ah, ghost operative. Perfect. And that kind of also goes with the the joke that it's like a water bat, that it's like ghost bat. Water Batman. Yes, water Batman. It's very spooky, uh, deep sea creature, which I uh, personally like. I love deep sea creatures. Uh, usually, characters I make also will be related to like uh, real world things, like Yokwa. Actually, 
uh, is like a real life uh, name. I forget if it's Maori right now, but I do know that uh, it's technically the Maori version of like Joshua. <laughs> is that really what Eokwa's name is? Eokwa. Yokwa, yeah. It's got the same meaning as Joshua. So. Is Yokwa gender neutral as a character goes, by the way? I'm always curious. I know, like, with you, like, I'm always curious about, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're gender neutral, if only because uh, I am, and I think it's very fun when other, when the characters I have are like me. <laughs> and uh, also because I just, uh, I like the mystery to it, I guess. Like, uh, I know the character image is a bit different than what I initially thought, but uh, usually I'll have my characters uh, be a bit more, not bulky on the clothes, but uh, be a bit more hidey about themselves. You go for being androgynous with your uh, character designs. Yeah, androgynous. Uh, And specifically for Yokwa, because of their... Uh, let's say dealings in the past they're not somebody that really wants their face around doesn't really want to be noticed by people they're trying to keep their identity on the down low hence only having uh that name given okay that's that's not even their name is it that's why you have no last name i mean hey it might be a pen name (laughs) it might be uh what the but the services gave, so you wouldn't get your identity uh, given out to the wrong people, you know? <laughs> so avoid telemarketers, give out fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> avoid telemarketers, tell them their mom is stupid. <laughs> but don't hurt their feelings. Hurt their feelings. Eat their children. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Zero to a hundred real quick. Hey. Hey, hey, you don't know where their children are. Just say that, given the opportunity, you would eat their children. <laughs> so, another question I have. Um, when we when we play our games, I know for a fact that you are... I'd say between you, Rick, and Charlie, I'd probably say it's you and Rick who are tied for probably the biggest in like, the RP side of it right now. Or who, like, I would say go full on with the RP of, like, character voice and stuff. How, like, how do you come up with, like, your RP for a character, too? Uh, my RP for a character? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually I'll take into account, like, obviously, in the middle of battle, people will be doing uh, crazy stuff. Maybe they'll be doing stuff that might be a little too out of line for certain characters, or they might be doing something that the other characters think is stupid. Like, I, I'll think about what they perceive as their current mission, the characters. Uh, I'll think about uh, what they think will be just going <laughs> past everybody, <laughs> like, in the hedges. And then seeing that their only tar- the only target they could have shot is now out of the way. And that you know, basically the way was mostly clear, except for three stragglers. They thought there's still time I could get to the other side. I could still help the other guy that is in more peril than these (laughs) idiots. (laughs) 
<laughs> literally, that's literally that was like the the thought process. Though you gotta sort of fit yourself in their boots and say, okay, if I was uh, a kind of slow, kind of shooty bat that was trying to make their way towards uh, an execution and didn't want to get bogged down by turning all the way back and tussling with uh, with a robot that already had three people on it. You know, I guess you also got to think, would they think tactically? Would they be the ones... Uh, making those decisions would they put those decisions off on somebody else so yokwa is definitely more of a tactical character at least not in terms of like tactical like oh i'm only gonna play by the rules in the you know court rule book but tactical in the sense of mission thinking like mission critical what goes on first uh yeah yeah they'll be uh they'll usually be on point on uh how should i say uh pragmatist is that the best word to use like if they see an opening to continue on what they were doing they'll take that opening i don't so you're asking the wrong person for dictionary words i keep a thesaurus next to me for a reason <laughs> okay dog. I, I think i see what you're saying like if the, if the opportunity They're... to advance a mission shows up well fuck yeah i'm gonna go to advance the mission yes yeah absolutely and they're they're maybe Maybe not that great on the whole uh, a person on my team is in pain or in peril. They more see it as, oh, they still have the resources to keep fighting, so I don't need to do anything on that front. <laughs> Fair. So survival, too, plays a factor. Yeah. They're, they're more likely to, you know, slap you and call you a bitch and eat, and eat your corn chips. <laughs> So compared, wait, but what, didn't Watermelon do the exact same thing multiple times? Uh, mm, Watermelon. Now, Watermelon is a bit of a different story, specifically because Watermelon was a big coward up until the moment they were given the chance to, they were given a big hammer or a big gun and told, here, go for it. <laughs> so tread lightly. <laughs> Like the <laughs> carry a big yes. hammer. Absolutely. The the whole issue with uh that basically sparked the the you did a watermelon was that watermelon had seen farther farther forward that there was what looked to be uh safety or at least uh cover. And they'd try to take that opening, not realizing <laughs> there were so many dinosaurs on the map, and also a squid. Oh yeah, the fucking squid. And also a sniper. Oh my god, that encounter. The statue, right? <laughs> yeah, the statue. God bless, you were getting fucked left and right that day. Everything on the map trick. Absolutely. I was I died a couple of times. <laughs> well, at least at least you made a character who's now a verb and a noun. You watermeloned it. <laughs> yeah. Ah <laughs> oh, man, you just went and watermeloned it all up. And surprisingly, we haven't had the chance to watermelon it up this campaign. Yes. Probably on purpose. <laughs> 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 
You think Aaron's watching like they're gonna do it eventually. Yeah. They're gonna eventually we're gonna come to a really huge map and we're just gonna say speedrun. <laughs> speedrun tactics go. Everyone just fucking we try no clipping for the walls and activating every encounter on the mm. map. Just uh maybe it's just them, you know. Uh, sometimes I think, you know, why don't these giant monsters just fight it out kaiju style? And then it's like, maybe they're just fighting over food, you know? Maybe they just see us as little slim pickings and they'd rather just fight over it like angry vultures rather than fight each other. Like, you know, trying to interface a steamroller and a forklift or something. <laughs> the Is the forklift in this metaphor... Okay, is the forklift in the metaphor the monster? Or is the metaphor... Or is the... Or are we the steamroller? They're both monsters. Okay, okay both, both are monsters. <laughs> both things are monsters. We're like a can of soda that's between each of them. They're trying to roll over it, but they're bumping into each other. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, another question I have for you. And I'm curious about this. You've been personally, in your opinion, um, what's something you'd like to see more, like in Starfinder or in the campaign we're playing, like more of personally? In Starfinder, uh, I don't. You know, with Starfinder, it feels like sometimes I kind of get. Uh, overwhelmed, like as opposed to D and D, where I kind of already got a map of what is usually in the world of the campaign. Uh, with Starfinder, sometimes it's just like, okay, I gotta learn about like eight new things this session, <laughs> and I gotta write them down because they're gonna come back eight sessions later, and it's gonna be important. This is gonna be on the test. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember the? <laughs> it's gonna be on the Starfinder test. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember the name of this gun given to you eight sessions ago that you threw in the trash? Ah yes, uh, Lord Squarknick. I definitely remember you. Are you? You're good. You're good, right? Yeah, you're good, right? Definitely. This isn't gonna come back to bite us later. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> so maybe, but uh, I'm maybe it's just that uh, my learning curve is a bit bumpy. Uh, maybe it's just that uh, I haven't really felt a click usually with some of the characters that like come up as npcs some of them like uh, like some of them have interesting personalities and stuff that it's like okay you've got you got my attention you got me enraptured right now and some of them it's just like uh you're saying a lot of words at me ma'am <laughs> so so i i'm very scared <laughs> i just came out of a, a squid's uh freaking tentacles <laughs> So not to toot my own horn. I almost got, I almost got animated. You can't do this to me right now, ma'am. <laughs> so not to not to toot my own horn, but does it kind of help? Like you know, for Kuvit, for example, with like his uh monastery or their mm. their monastery and all that. Like how mm -hmm. maybe there's a bit more. Uh, you, could, you could call Kuvit. Kuvit was like uh, any uh, pronoun, so they were. Because I that was that's why I always I, always, I remember yeah. always asking like what is Kuvit? And you always say yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I do that for a lot of my characters sometimes. <laughs> but did, did having like, you know, like the small interactions were like, I think I remember a PC showed up and your mother superior pretty much scammed them. I think Kuvit was even a scam artist too, in a lot of ways. Yeah, Kuvit was very much a scam artist and even came back to do scam artisty things later. I was very happy about that. Like being able to find a little link on the chain that my character can latch on to uh, usually helps a little bit. But uh, other than that, uh, I'm not sure. Like, other than hearing about fun lore stuff is really cool. Like, uh, I know that the right now we're in like a sort of resistance camp, and right now there's going to be an uprising. But uh, we don't really like. We were supposed to come here and do like a little supply drop. What was the place like? Before this, was it just a normal little town? Like, it feels like everything's been set up now that it's basically been commandeered. But I don't know how much of it is, uh, you know, space Nazis and how much of it is just, like, the ramshackleness of the town. So maybe, a, like, a NPC, like, maybe describing a bit more of what's changed in the town or what hasn't changed? Between the occupation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I can see it. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I'm a little bit slow. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I can relate. Um, sometimes, like, with the modules, um, they can go a bit fast, I think. Especially with uh, our speedrun strats. <laughs> We're very good at getting a lot of things blown up really quickly. If it, if it moves, it dies. Sometimes in the literal sense. <laughs> if it can blow up, okay, if it has health points, it can blow up. If it doesn't have health, if it's flammable, Krieg will flammable. Krieg will flam. Krieg it too. Let's see, we got Krieg. You'll get Krieg. There's, there's. You'll get Krieg. You'll get Krieg. You'll get watermelon. Um, I'd say you'll get Jojoed, but I think that's more <laughs> of a term for you're gonna catch a bunch of weird space diseases. Uh, I think that's a court case, actually. <laughs> Uh, and I think you're going to lose that court case because you're not supposed to put cats in microwaves. <laughs> now, what if the cat is sentient? If the cat is sentient, uh, then you then you got to ask it or else that's torture. And uh, you still can't fuck it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if it's... <laughs> you're not allowed. It's a human animal. So wait, what about... Uh... It's different from Pikachu. Now wait, what about? <laughs> it's different from Ryan. Ren it's different from Ryan Reynolds and Pikachu's <laughs> body. Wait, what about a centaur? A centaur? Yeah. Where does that fall on the spectrum? Where does this fall? <laughs> Immediately starts. <laughs> Everyone does. Like, there's a freaking. <laughs> Anyone out there who's read like the Monster Girl? It's like uh, I'll say. <laughs> I'm I'm going up to the microphone now. There's cameras flashing in my face. <laughs> Where, uh, what's your stance on here? I'm just like sweating bullets. This little guy with a microphone. Like, what's your stance on on uh, centaur human relationships in the bed? Uh, uh, I, I pull out my collar. Uh, I'm my my hair is dripping like the bleeding robot Rudy Giuliani. Uh, um, they they're, they're nice. <laughs> 
So, uh, so you're saying you so you're uh, saying you condone the actions? The, uh, they have a human face. Okay. So you're uh, saying it's okay if it's face stuff. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I have a meeting, <laughs> and I run out of the the room. Everyone in the office is just looking at you like. Dude, dude, you <laughs> fucked that up so bad. Uh, not as bad as the Sentai did! That's my answer. That, it's an answer we'll take. Well, we've been going for about 40 minutes now, so I think this is where we'll end uh, our meeting here at the inn. Oh, thank you for coming in for the snow, by Alrighty. the way. I know it's dangerous out there. It's okay. I've got my alligator pelts on. Nice. How are the kobolds doing? I'm are safe. they good? Uh, they're doing fine. You know, I'm keeping them uh, clean, and I'm keeping them warm. I, I didn't hear the... Is that your drink? Yeah, I think I'm going wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. As you walk out, I scream. I didn't hear I didn't hear you say they're alive. I didn't hear you say they're alive. <laughs> what? What's that? What's that? Shrimp. <laughs> and thank you folks for attending another episode of the Burnt Tarask Inn. Uh, a few announcements for you guys. The next chapter of or chapter two of the Storytime podcast is out. And we're also planning to do a giveaway on our Twitch stream in the near future. So stay up to date for that one. We will probably be giving out a Starfinder rulebook. Ooh, fancy. Anyway, you folks have a great night and thank you for joining us.